When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tuesday, August 8th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians fall on Monday in the series opener against the Toronto Blue Jays 3-1. to one. Uh, But it was uh, it really a, a game you can call uh, the, the Kevin Biggio game for uh, uh, Toronto. He hits a, a two-run home run in the eighth inning uh, and comes up with an unassisted double play from second base, no less, uh, to to sort of stop a, a Guardians rally. Uh, you know, he won won the game for Toronto on both sides of the ball. Yeah, just a really big game for Biggio. Uh, you know, he hits like you said, Joe. He hits the two run homer in the eighth off a mistake, a miscommunication between uh, Aniel De Los Santos and uh, catcher uh, Bo Naylor, and then turns that four four three double play. Just uh, just like Robbie Alomar used to do. And, uh, you know, he gets with the uh, what I think uh, with the, you know, tying run on third base. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, Quan hits the uh, ground ball to uh, to a second. Uh, you know, uh, Naylor gets tagged out, coming going to second to, from first to second. And uh, then he uh, beats Quan uh, to the bag and yeah. uh, just, you know, saves the tying run from scoring. Just just a big big heads up play for him. Yeah, and and uh you know he he makes that play and and Naylor really was sort of caught in between because if he kept going he was either going to get hit by the uh the batted ball or uh he might have run into and been called for uh interference or obstruction uh you know if he if he runs into the fielder there. So uh he stopped and and went back towards the bag and then uh you know Quan tried to slide as he as he head towards first because uh, there was an impending collision with Biggio as he was crossing the the bag there. So, uh, you know, the Guardians' uh, base runners were were both sort of caught uh, in the middle there. It was, it was just the way the ball bounced to him. But, uh, you know, Biggio makes the play, sort of kills the rally, kills the momentum that, that Cleveland had at that moment. Uh, but they still put, you know, have an opportunity uh, in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, Rocchio again at the plate. Uh, but another unusual circumstance, uh, it was we, we saw the uh, once again where uh, a batter gets a, a pitch timer violation before the at bat even started. Uh, I guess afterwards, DeMarlo Hale, uh, the acting manager, the bench coach, said that Rocchio had tried to signal for time before uh, before the at bat started, but it wasn't recognized by the home plate umpire. Yeah, that that was a strange call, and you give uh, Jordan Hicks uh, an 0-1 advantage, and Hicks doesn't need an advantage in that situation. Put, you know, Rokio behind the eight ball, so to speak. But, you know, uh, DeMarlo Hale, like you were saying, Joe, was, uh, you know, said Rokio's got to raise his hand higher, or if he makes a verbal, you know, request for a timeout, it's got to be louder because, you know, there was, what, uh, 18,000 people in the stands making a lot of noise, 
So, uh, you know, I guess a lesson learned, but that's a hard way to learn it. But, I, you know, I'd, I'd like the way Rokio battled back in that at bat, Joe. Yeah, and he had, he had uh, you know, fallen behind in the count and, you know, fouled a couple of balls off. Uh, we actually saw him foul off the second last pitch of the game uh, into the press box, and he uh, he nailed he, – he had a victim. He nailed the laptop of uh, one of the, the Toronto uh, media reporters he, who was there uh, covering for MLB.com. His, his laptop got uh, – Nailed on the fly with the uh, with Rokio's foul ball in the press box. You don't usually see that, uh, but then the next play, Rokio rolls over on a ground ball up the middle. Uh, you know, tries to beat it out at first, and uh, the, the um, Paul DeYoung, the shortstop from uh, Toronto, his throw almost pulled Vlad Guerrero off the bag. Uh, you know, Demarlo Hale challenged at the uh, uh, you know, it's sort of a, a hail mary there at the end, but it was a replay showed clearly that Guerrero's foot was on the bag, so uh, the tying runs were not able to score on the play, and uh, the Guardians uh, go home with a, a another loss. Um, you know, their their third straight, and you know this was a a tough way to open the series, especially uh, you know we're, we're sort of burying the lead here with with Gavin Williams. Uh, you know, they, they lose this game in, in a frustrating way because uh, Williams gave them pretty much his best start since we've seen uh, him him up with the uh, the major league club. Yeah, just a great start by uh, Gavin. Uh, seven scoreless innings, one hit, 12 strikeouts. First uh, Cleveland rookie to strike out 12 since uh, Louis Tiant in uh, 19, uh, I believe, 1964. Um and uh, the uh, the first pitcher in Cleveland history to uh, throw set, you know, to uh, strike out 12 and allow one or fewer hits in a start. Just uh, just a great, great performance by uh, Williams. And uh, I think it was, you know, you, it was kind of building, Joe. I think uh, him, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Williams and, and Carl Willis had a uh, conversation after his last start against Houston. And, you know, if you look back at his three previous starts, you know, Williams wasn't. I think he only gave up three runs, but he was. He wasn't getting deep into the game. He only went. I think the deepest he got in any of those starts was five innings because he was throwing too many pitches. He was walking too many people, uh, and uh, you know, uh, Carl uh, Willis, you know, kind of challenged him to to throw the ball over the plate. He said, you know, he's probably as a rookie, given you know, big league hitters a little too much credit. Not, you know, they deserve credit, yes, but not that much, and. And Williams went just went out and, and went after him last night. Yeah, convincing you know a rookie like Evan Williams that your stuff is good enough, that your fastball is good enough to get it by some of these major league hitters. Uh, that's that, that's sort of one of those last steps of development uh, at the major league level that these these young guys need to take. And uh, you know Williams sort of it, it, maybe the light bulb went off there because you're right. Over the last three or four starts, he's been really good. Uh, he just hasn't been effective, I guess, is the is the difference. His his stuff has been great. He's had a piling up strikeouts, not allowing a lot of runs, not allowing a lot of hits or traffic uh, other than the stuff that he puts on base himself with the, you know, the high pitch count and the walks. But, uh, you know, for him to be able to go out there and look as dominant as he did, uh, that's got to be a, a big confidence boost and a big, uh, you know, plus for him heading into his, his next couple of starts here. Uh, if he can and repeat that, just uh, the efficiency and the way that he was able to get deeper into the game uh, is something that they need to see a lot more of out of him. Uh, and and really, 
all around the, you know, he got good play from his defense. Uh, Brian Rocchio, after a, a game where he, he pretty much cost the, the Guardians a win with two bad throws from third base, he moves over to shortstop and, and looks uh, a, a lot more natural over there. That, that, that really is his natural position. Yeah, he looked like he invented the position last night. He, you know, he, he kind of channeled Omar Vizquel with a behind the back, you know, a back to home plate, over the shoulder pop, a catch of a pop up in uh, what short uh, left field. Then, um, you know, made a couple, you know, nice, uh, you know, diving plays, and then he uh, kind of rolled out the, uh, you know, the the 360 degree uh, spin and throw against uh, Vladimir Guerrero in the ninth inning. Just uh, impressive very impressive yeah that throw in the ninth inning uh, I was impressed with the, the the arm position uh before he made that throw because that's really uh the key to that play is getting your arm in the right position to make that throw uh he put that on a line to Gabriel Arias at uh, at first base and you know you can get in a lot of trouble throwing the ball away having it sail on you but uh when you're when you're fundamentally sound the way Rokio was uh on that throw uh, it, it's going to look really nice. And that play did that. It really sort of jumped off the page at you uh, as you were watching that game. Uh, but uh, again, it, it, it happens in a loss because, uh, you know, the, the offense really uh, was not able to come through. Rokio had a couple of hits in the game uh, and Bo Naylor had a, an RBI single. Uh, but, you know, the, the Guardians offense uh, just over the last, uh, you know, week or more, has has really looked anemic once again. Yeah, Joe, they uh they were, you know, they they matched Toronto. Toronto had five hits, Cleveland had five hits, but Toronto obviously hit the ball out of the park. That was the big hit. Uh Cleveland's offense has scored 17 runs in their last seven games. They are um, you know, they are 9 and 14 since the All-Star break. <clears throat> and uh, I want to say one and five or one and six since the uh, trading deadline. They're just not scoring a whole lot of runs, Joe. Well, and, and you know the middle of that order, with the exception of Jose Ramirez, has has been gutted by injuries and trades. Uh, you, you've traded away Ahmed Rosario, who's uh, what got two home runs uh, now for the Dodgers, uh, and uh, you traded away Josh Bell, who uh, you know wasn't exactly uh, tearing the cover off the ball in Cleveland, but. Uh, you know, he was he, doing more than uh, the his 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 replacements right now. Uh, yeah, uh, Cole Calhoun did have a hit last night. Uh, you know, uh, a a strong effort uh, defensively as well. He made a, a nice diving catch in in right field. Uh, but where are the hits going to come from? Where's the power going to come from uh, for the the you know the remaining you know 49 games of this season? Yeah, that's the uh, huge question mark, you know, and of course, you know, we've got uh, uh, Josh Naylor on the IL with a strained, um, you know, right oblique, and uh, we just don't know uh, how long that's going to take him to come back, and, you know, he was one of the hottest hitters in baseball, he was, uh, you know, uh, Ramirez's bodyguard, Ramirez is eventually going to have to serve, what, a two, one or two or three game suspension, uh, you know, once they have a hearing, he's appealing it right now. That's why he's playing. But um, you know, this this offense, Joe, this is this is this looks like the offense from the start of the season. You know, where they just couldn't get out of their own way. They couldn't get anything started. Um, where do and you're saying? I, I know what you mean. I mean, they're last in the big leagues in home runs, and they're they, with with this offense. You know, you have no chance of climbing out of that. 
you know, the, out of the basement. I mean, it just, I don't know where the runs are going to come from. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's just, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm flabbergasted by it. Yeah, they don't have uh, the home run hitters that that you need uh, consistently to to win ball games. One home run can't beat you uh, in 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 this day and age in this in this game of baseball. If if a team can hit one home run and that's it, you're completely sunk. Uh, it, it's you're not going to win a lot of games that way, and uh, especially if you can't turn around and return the favor and, and put a you know a guy or two on. And you know when was the last time they had a three run home run? It's just uh, it, it's Hard to fathom being able to, uh, you know, win games and stay in contention for as long as they have, as deep as they have into the season, and and have, uh, you know, the inability, not just the, the, you know, not doing it consistently, but they're not just not able to hit the ball out of the park, other than uh, a few guys on the roster. Uh, so that's that's something that, uh, you know, you, you need to address. Did did you address it by, uh, you know, claiming Ramon Laureano off of waivers uh, yesterday before the game? Uh, I don't know that Ramon, Ramon Laureano is the, the answer either uh, defensively or uh, uh, at, at the plate. I mean, he was hitting, what, 212 for uh, uh, the the A's, but he, he still he had the fourth highest uh, uh, war on the, the A's uh, before they cut him. Uh, he just he's just not consistent at the plate and he's not a power threat. Yeah, I mean, in what, 2019, he hit 20, 24 home runs, Joe. But, you know, he's been on the downslide since then. Uh, he hasn't done much since then. So, I mean, I don't know where he fits, what the what their intentions are for him. You know, I thought we, uh, you know, the Guardians would get some pop when Gonzalez came up, when Oscar Gonzalez came up. But we haven't seen we haven't seen him drive the yeah. ball maybe once or twice. He had to triple a, a couple games back, but we haven't seen him, you know, challenge the warning track or challenge any out, you know, put any balls in the seat since he's come here. So, you know, you know, and he he was hitting cleanup last night. You know, mm-hmm. Calhoun, you know, is what you know, you know, God love him, but you know, he spent the f- whole year in uh, at AAA before you know they made that trade after the deadline. So you know, we will have to see what he can do. But he's got some pop, but he's 35 years old. Uh, you know, Arias, Rocchio, Straw, Naylor, those that was you know the last four or five hitters in the lineup last night. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's sort of one of those moves uh, with Loriano. Now, did did they make uh, uh, did they make the claim to to prevent maybe uh, Minnesota from putting in a claim because Brian Byron Buxton just went uh, went on the injured list in in Minnesota. So, uh, you know, was that a move to maybe uh, not necessarily add Loriano, but maybe to keep him from getting to a team that needed him uh, in in Minnesota? Uh, you know, who knows? You can you can speculate on that, but. You know where he fits is is sort of up in the air right now, and and sort of you know hard to hard to figure out. It, it, yeah, and like you said, Gonzalez has been uh, he's been a singles hitter since he came up, and and maybe that's doing a little bit more of what they were, wanted him to do with the uh, you know swinging at pitches that he can hit, but he's not you know sitting back and driving balls like you said, uh, with the exception of that triple that he hit uh, hit the other day to the pretty much the deepest part of the ballpark. Uh, so. Yeah, a uh, lot of a lot of questions, a lot of uh, issues, and and uh, you know it's not like you can go out and get somebody right now at this point in the season. You're you pretty much got to play the guys you've got. Uh, Want to remind our you our, our listeners uh, here uh, about subtext two one six two zero eight 
216-208-4346. If you want to send a text message, uh, send subscribe to 216-208-4346. Uh, sign up for subtext. It's our subscription uh, text service where you hear from myself and Hoinsey uh, throughout the day, uh, $3.99 a month. Uh, you can go to cleveland.com slash subtext to subscribe. And uh, all the, the latest news and moves uh, from, uh, you know, as soon as we hear it, we, we text that out to our, our subscribers and, and they can give us their reactions. And it's the best way to get uh, your questions answered through our weekly Hey Hoinsey segment. And uh, you know, just a lot of fun to interact with the uh, the listeners that way. Uh, one thing that you got to hear uh, immediately on subtext yesterday was uh, when the discipline was handed out from Major League Baseball, uh, handed out to the Guardians and the White Sox, uh, six players uh, or six people suspended, uh, two additional fines uh, levied as well. Um, uh, the, the Guardians uh, lose Jose Ramirez for three games. Uh, Tim Anderson gets six. Uh, I think that's based mostly on his repeat offender status uh, and and the way he had instigated some things uh, throughout the the day. But uh, Jose Ramirez appealing his three game suspension. Uh, Terry Francona served his one game suspension last night. Uh, Mike Sarbaugh and uh, Emmanuel Classe will serve uh, their suspensions tonight. No, Classe was last night, Joe. Classe. Uh, Classe Okay, so Class A was last night. Sarball will serve his uh, yeah. tonight. Uh, so JT McGuire will be coaching third base. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we are. I, I think uh, Pedro Grafal, the the White Sox manager, also got a game uh, as well. Uh, so uh, you know, what was your take on the discipline? Uh, was it more than you expected? Less than you expected? Uh, where do we where do we land on that? Yeah, I, I think uh, what we were talking about yesterday, Joe. Don't you think? I think it kind of fell in line with that. You know, yeah. I don't think there was any surprises. You know, Anderson, I thought, you know, got what he, you know, got what I thought he, you know, five, six games. He got six games. I think we talked about Ramirez, you know, being anywhere from two to five games. He gets three and the other guys all got one. So and, you know, they were all fined. You know, Arias was fined. And, uh, you know, the, the uh, Kopech, uh, the Chicago starting pitcher that night was fined as well. So, you know, that's, you know, I think it was pretty much you know, what we expected. Yeah. Maybe, maybe with the appeal, Ramirez gets a game knocked off of the suspension. Who knows? Uh, maybe Anderson gets a game knocked off of his suspension. Uh, you, you know, we, we, that remains to be seen, but uh, you know, what, what emerged after, or, you know, prior to the, um, uh, the announcement from the league, uh, we, we started hearing stories sort of trickling out of Chicago and out of New York and out of LA where uh, some players who had, um, you, you know, been traded away from the White Sox, uh, Lance Lynn and and Keen Mil- Middleton, uh, also uh, with the Yankees now, uh, you know, just sort of uh, reaching back and and, and trashing the uh, the White Sox organization, uh, saying that you know the the inmates were running the asylum basically. There were there were no rules and uh, there was no accountability, uh, you know, from the top down while they were there with the club. Uh, sort of a, a pretty heavy indictment of the the culture there over in Chicago. Oh my goodness, that's that's a, you know I don't know if that's a death blow or what, but that is really a you know a really kind of a you know that, that I mean I don't know how you react if you're the White Sox. How do you react to that? Do you, I mean Grafal? I mean the manager. I mean he he was already on the hot seat, and then and he got, I guess you know 
Middleton said it wasn't all his fault. It was that culture was like that before he got there. He walked into it. But still, I mean, you know, it, it does sound like that position player group is really kind of, uh, you know, do, does not take accountability. I mean, that was that was some heavy stuff, heavy, heavy criticism directed at the ball club. And, uh, you know, Rick Hand and, uh, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf, how do you correct that? You know, Kenny Williams, how do you correct that? I mean, it sounds like you almost have to clean house, Joe. I, I right. don't know if that's me, but the, all those guys, Mankata and all those position players, you know, they they got big, big money invested in those mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, they 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 gave a lot of money to guys who who hadn't played a lot in the big leagues. You know, you, you mentioned Makata, uh, you mentioned Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez. You know, they didn't have long track records, and they got these big contracts, and and now they they sort of sit back and you know they think they run the place. Uh, Rick Hahn went out and and made a statement after Middleton's uh, you know uh, story broke out of New York, and uh, you know Rick Hahn basically denied uh everything and and said that Middleton had expressed to him that if he were traded at the deadline that he would want to re-sign in Chicago uh <laughs> if, if he were a free agent I don't I think that door has been closed uh, <laughs> at, at this point uh but you know just real interesting to to sort of see the dysfunction over there and uh, you know when it's an organization that that has all the resources and has all the money and the ability to sign people and and attract free agents and 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 do the kinds of things that Cleveland has has never really been able to do uh, with this ownership group. And yet this ownership group in Cleveland has you know the, the, the sort of a, a model franchise when it comes to uh, you know organization from the top and accountability and that sort of thing. Uh, you wonder what they could do with Chicago's resources. Uh, and how they could put a team together uh, in, in that way. And and you wonder what if Chicago had Cleveland's organization, you know, with their resources, what they could do uh, over there and, and how different things would be. It's it's just sort of a uh, haves and haves not sort of a situation right now. Yeah. And they said what uh, Middleton said, you know, the uh, you know, it, it all rolls downhill. All the trouble rolls downhill. <laughs> And, uh, you know, that that means from the top to the bottom, that means it starts at the top. And if if nobody puts the brakes on, if nobody says, hey, you you can't fall asleep in the bullpen during games, that's not a good thing. You know, so, uh, you know, I mean, that's I mean, who's who's on the coaching staff? The coaches don't say anything to that. I yeah. mean, what does the manager do? The coach doesn't tell the manager that one of his relievers is asleep, is snoring in the, in a bullpen. What's going on there? I mean, that's I mean, that's that's just you know basic stuff, you know. And if you're afraid to to uh, you know kind of rattle somebody's cage, I, I you know you shouldn't be you shouldn't be a coach, you shouldn't be a manager. Right. Yeah. And then uh, you know, and also stories are getting out now too about. Uh, not just the, you know, the, the culture, it, it, you mentioned the position players and the volatility, uh, you brought in a guy like a Yasmani Grandal and gave him a big contract and, you know, you gave big money to Tim Anderson and the two of them, uh, have been going at it, uh, you know, reports that Grandal slapped Tim Anderson, uh, in a, in an altercation between the two of them. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it, it's, Sometimes you you look across the aisle and you see you know what the other guy has and, and and you might be you might be jealous that they can hit home runs, uh, but at least they're not uh, you know hitting each other uh, in the ballpark uh, 
uh, here in, in the Guardians uh, clubhouse, uh, at least not yet, uh, as far as we know. Yeah, Joe, and, you know, I think we saw the kind of leadership Cleveland has when when Antonetti and Chernoff flew down to uh, Houston after the trade deadline. On the last day of a seven-game road trip, they made that early morning flight to address the team, to address the grievances, if there were were any. You know, that that's, that's leadership. That's, you know, kind of crisis leadership to me. And, uh, you know, so, you yeah. know, you, you have that in this organization, but, you know, it, other organizations operate differently. Well, and you talk about the character that, uh, you know, the players have and and Jose Ramirez comes out, uh, you know, the the day after uh, the altercation with Tim Anderson, he, he goes on a a Dominican television station, grants them an interview and, and says, you know, basically, Hey, I tried to apologize to Tim Anderson. I tried to, you know, reach out to him, but I haven't heard back from him. And he, and then he talks about, you know, always trying to play the game the right way and do the right things. Uh, his, his apology sounded sincere and, you know, that's, that's real leadership right there is, is taking accountability for, you know, when you, when you get involved in something like that and, you know, owning up to your part of it, uh, you know, Jose Ramirez not only won the fight on the field against Tim Anderson, but he's, he's winning the war afterwards and the, the sort of the, uh, uh, the PR disaster that uh, that was the the fallout after it. Yeah, just a good move, a classy move by Jose. Um, and uh, you know that's that's what team leaders do. I think that's you know that's what you know when you look for the guy, the face of the franchise. You look to a guy that you know like Ramirez. He, he, this is a guy that not only agreed to stay, but you know he kind of takes a step forward when you need somebody to kind of take a step forward. All right. Uh, looking ahead to uh, tonight's matchup, uh, the Guardians taking on the uh, the Blue Jays, and uh, it'll be Tanner Bybee on the mound, uh, another lefty for Toronto. Uh, you say Kikuchi, 9-3, 3.67 ERA, but Tanner Bybee, uh, you know, hasn't hasn't lost a, a decision in, in, in a little while and uh, has, has looked – Pretty strong. He's seven and two with a three point one four uh, ERA. He keeps pitching this way, and he's going to start working himself into the American League Rookie of the Year conversation. Yeah, he's going to get some votes, definitely, Joe. He's he's really been a, a nice addition to this club. Uh, you know, a, another example of uh, the way they develop pitching, I and mean, we saw it in Gavin Williams last night. But BB has been, you know, consistent since day one, since he got called up. All right, we'll uh, be back tomorrow uh, to bring you a recap of everything that happened uh, in Tuesday's game here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.